We're going to talk about gratitude, <coughs> thanksgiving, okay, those ideas, those words. But I'm going to uh, take a minute to talk about the word attitude. Uh, because we're going we're gonna to talk about developing an attitude of gratitude and, and how important that is. Um, and, uh, and scripture talks about how important that is. But I just want to pay attention for a minute to the word attitude. So the word attitude, you could read a couple of definitions. Uh, the posture or position of a person showing a mental state, emotion, or mood. So that, that's how we would probably normally use that word, especially with our teenagers, like, you know, watch that attitude. There's a, a mood, a mental state. Um, so, so that's an attitude. With, uh, with uh, airplanes, okay, the word attitude refer, refers to the position of an aircraft relative to a frame of reference. Okay. The position of the aircraft with the relative to the frame of reference, usually it would be the horizon. So the, the airplane is, it nose is pointed at the horizon or above the horizon, below the horizon, and whichever, whatever the attitude is determines where that plane's going, right? Up or down or level, okay? So, so that's what attitude means. And Charles Swindoll once wrote this piece, and I, I've... Um, about attitude, okay, you may have heard it, and uh, so it goes like this. The longer I live, the more I realize the impact of attitude on life. Attitude to me is more important than facts. It is more important than the past, than education, than money, than circumstances, than failures, than successes, than what other people think or say or do. It is more important than appearance, giftedness, or skill. It will make or break a company, a church, a home. The remarkable thing is we have a choice every day regarding the attitude we will embrace for that day. We cannot change our past. We cannot change the fact that people will act in a certain way. We cannot change the inevitable. The only thing we can do is play on the one string we have, and that is our attitude. I am convinced that life is 10% what happens to me and 90% how I react to it. And so it is with you. We are in charge of our attitudes. And so we're going to talk about attitude of gratitude. I guess that phrase, it, it rhymes, so I use that. But thanksgiving, having an attitude of, of thanksgiving. We happen to be in between the two North American Thanksgiving celebrations, the Canadians a couple of weeks ago, Americans in five weeks. Um, but also we're at the beginning uh, as... Joey mentioned of this series I'm doing on Wednesday nights about emotions and how they impact us, what the Bible says about emotions, and just being more aware of ourselves and, um, uh, and so that we can manage those and make good use of those in our lives. This past Wednesday, we just did an introduction, but we're going to talk about anxiety and anger, and depression, and joy. So in December, to begin December, we're going to talk about joy. Okay? Uh, but this idea, of th it's, it's great that I have a chance to talk about thanksgiving, uh, or gratitude right now, okay, as we start that, because uh, I, I'll just refer quickly to uh, what Paul says in uh, Philippians chapter 4, okay, about, anx about anxiety, do not be anxious, but, and he's going to say, be thankful. Okay. So I get a chance to, to talk about it, it pretty fully uh, today 
um, being thankful and how that can uh, affect us. And Paul in that chapter talks about um, <coughs> uh, guarding our hearts. Okay? And, and so the importance of, as a Christian, being, being grateful, having an attitude of gratitude, okay, is it protects us from anxiety and depression and other emotional problems. Okay? So we're going to get into that today. We're going to talk about that also uh, I think it's Halloween when I'm back uh, to do that. Okay. And, of course, we want to look in depth uh, uh, into the Bible about Thanksgiving, the idea of Thanksgiving. So we're going to start with what the Apostle Paul says. Okay. Three verses. Uh, <coughs> Ephesians, Thessalonians, Colossians. Paul really got this. He really understands uh, the importance of, of being grateful. I guess the Holy Spirit, God really understands us. He created us, and this is important. And he says, give thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Right? Give thanks always. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Okay? Whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God uh, the Father through him. Okay? So uh, it's, it, this really strikes me, for, for this is the will of God for us. This is the will of God for us that we, that we give thanks in all circumstances. Okay? So this is, there's an imperative. Uh, Paul sees this as an imperative in the Christian life. Right? Um, and we might readily agree with that. Right? It makes sense to be, uh, to be a thankful person, to be a grateful person, say thank you. We've been taught that since we were little kids. Say thank you. Right? Okay, so it's important. Um, but maybe a way, as a way of starting to understand what this means, what is thankfulness, let's uh, maybe think of what, what is the opposite. Okay, so, so what is the opposite of thankfulness? This is a question that I want to answer, right? Not rhetorical. Right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. What is the opposite? Okay, a comp complaining. So if we're complaining, that, that sounds like we're not being grateful, right? Grumbling. grumbling, yeah. Okay, so the grumbling, complaining, that shows up early in the Bible, right? As a, what's that? Dissatisfied. Yeah, we're dissatisfied. We're not content with our circumstances, maybe. Chris, yeah. Did you, is that what you wanted to say? Okay, well, I'll see you afterwards, right? I don't have time, to, I don't have time for a disagreement. <clears throat> but I'll present a, a, an idea, and then we'll talk about that, okay? So, anyway. Okay, so th those are some of the, uh, that, that, that would be, you know, what ingratitude looks like, I think, right? Um, <clears throat> it's, and I, I want to say this, there's a number of um, problems with being ungrateful, right? especially if it becomes a, a chronic attitude of being ungrateful, right? And so I think the, the first problem is it's unhealthy, okay, right? Okay, so if, if we're chronically ungrateful, okay, it, um, and, you know, certainly, I mean, medical science uh, pays attention to these things, and uh, being ungrateful is, and being, and, and complaining as an attitude, okay, as a position we take, uh, on a daily basis is, um, um, is stressful, right? And when we develop an ungrateful attitude, our, our body releases more 
the, the stress hormone cortisol, okay, which puts us into a fight or flight stress mode, and blood pressure goes up, blood sugar goes up because we're getting ready to fight everybody, okay? And our immune system gets depressed, and we're susceptible to all kinds of uh, unhealthy things over time, right? And I would say this, okay? Uh, you can click that again. Like, bad theology breeds bad health, okay? And, and that's some, one of the things we talk about uh, in this midweek service, is that if my thinking is, is bad, okay, if I have bad theology, uh, then I, that also has an impact upon my mental and physical health, right? So I, okay, you know, thank you, Linda, for saying complaining, because that's, that's one I, something I want to focus on here just for a moment, right? So complaining as an example. Um, it's tempt tempting to fall into ingratitude or, or taking complaining as an example because sometimes it feels good, right? It feels good to complain, okay? But like uh, many other things that are or seem enjoyable for the moment, um, they're, they're not good for us over time, okay? So here's what the, the Bible says about being ungrateful and unthankful. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. But they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. Right? So I, I, I think I would take from this verse, one of the things I take from this is that um, it's, it's, as a human, it's a default position for, for many people to, um, to be ungrateful. And, and, then, and, uh, and not giving thanks to God means there's something wrong with our thinking. Okay? There's a futility to it. And um, um, so it, 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 it could uh, be a default position for many people, and, and that, of course, would be a bad thing. Okay? Um, and it's, it's associated with dishonoring God and foolishness and bad thinking. And in 2 Timothy, he says, uh, Paul says again, for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, and a whole list of bad things. Okay, we agree to a whole bunch of bad things, but denying his power. And, and, and Paul's saying to Timothy, avoid such people. Avoid ungrateful people. Okay? And um, I mean, it seems obvious to me that that... I would want to avoid being ungrateful, uh, to be a, being an ungrateful, complaining person. But, but why would God tell us to avoid others who are ungrateful? I mean, why would that be true? Yes. Okay, you are the company you keep. That's a, that's a good way of putting it, right? Tends, other people's attitudes tend to transfer to us, right? Okay. Now, there's a really good reason for that, okay? Our brains are equipped with something called mirror neurons, okay? So in our brain, okay, there's, there's cells that lead us to mirror another person, okay? Now, there's a, um, some, this is a God-given ability, right? Because it helps us to be empathetic, it help us to understand other people. Rejoice with those who rejoice, right? Weep with those who weep. So we instinctively, okay, or by design, we, we, um, 
we might say we're sim we become sympathetic. We feel the way other people feel because our brains are designed to do that, right? But it's also true, okay, that bad company corrupts good character, right? But we become like the people we're around. So be careful about who you hang out with, right? We tell our kids that it's still true as adults, right? And so we need to be cautious about how we're, who we're spending time with. And I think that's why it says, Paul says to Timothy, avoid such people. Avoid people like that. Okay. Because we might become unconsciously ungrateful ourselves. Okay, so I, I, this may be a useful way of thinking about it. If a, a, per, a person were smoking, if you're with a chain smoker all afternoon, you're getting all of that secondhand smoke, right? And in this way, maybe being ungrateful is like hanging around with somebody who's smoking. Um, and you don't have to be doing it yourself to feel the ill effects of it. Right? I, I heard this commercial once, uh, there's no safe level of secondhand smoke. Right? And so we might say there's, there's no healthy level of ingratitude, or there's no godly level of ingratitude. And there's another problem with being ungrateful. Um, and let's look at the next. Uh, let's look at the next picture there on the previous slide. Is that um, it's um, when we repeat um, when we repeat a behavior, okay, such as complaining. Okay, yeah, the slide on the right. Okay, so those that's your brain. Okay, um, so there's neurons and they connect with each other, but when we um, when we repeat a behavior, uh, such as complaining, okay, or ingratitude in general, however that may ex express itself, if we repeat a behavior, we form habits, okay? So habits um, are that your brain, when you repeat a, a behavior, you're, you're, if, you, if I'm going to keep doing this again and again, if I'm going to keep thinking this way again and again, then my neurons are just going to say, we, we just need to get those neurons closer so that this will happen faster, and more efficiently, right? And that's how a habit is built, okay? So your brain is, uh, it doesn't like to waste energy or time, um, and so it, it, this is called neurons that fire together, wire together. So when we repeat a behavior, like ingratitude, it just becomes easier and easier for us to do it. So the brain says, you know, if I'm gonna do that, I may as well do it efficiently. And then it's more likely we'll do it. Okay, a habit, this is habit forming, I think, like smoking. Um, so com repeated complaining rewires our brains okay? to make, make future complaining easier to do, okay? If that's the attitude we take, okay? And then, you know, so over time, <coughs> it just becomes easier to be negative, and then it can become um, a daily activity, and that's what we call an attitude and becomes a default behavior for us. And we, we don't want that. Okay, we probably know people who are like that, who just have, the, have a, an immediately negative approach to things and complain, that's the first thing they do. Right? And we don't want that happen to us. It's easy to recognize in other people, but sometimes it might be hard to recognize in ourselves because it's our default attitude, right? It's like um, somebody saying to a fish, like, how's the water? And they're like, what water, right? They just live in it and, and aren't even aware that that's what they're living in, right? It's, it, okay, 
So in contrast, <coughs> there, are, there are benefits of, of living a life of gratitude. Right? And, um, and research says that grateful people, they're happier, okay? they're healthier, whether that's physically, emotionally, or psychologically. They, they uh, can have another slide there. And, um, and that they're, they're also, they live longer, they're less materialistic. They have better relationships, including better marriages, and they don't get upset by circumstances. Right? If we're thankful in all circumstances, right, we won't be upset by all circumstances. Okay? And this is how it works. Right? This is how Thanksgiving works. There's an <clears throat> old Chinese proverb. I guess all proverb, well, Chinese proverbs are old. Chinese proverb, if you're, if you're thinking too much about the future, you're anxious. If you're thinking too much about the past, you're depressed. Okay? Thanksgiving makes us think about the present. What am I thankful for right now? Right? What am I thankful? It brings us into the present, okay, which is a happier place to be than the past or the future. Okay? Happier, healthier. And, and being thankful feels really good. Okay? It, it brings joy. Um, it brings peace. Okay, and there, there are several verses we could look at here uh, in Psalm 95. Come, let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. And we're going to really dig into that passage uh, next time we meet on Wednesday night. Uh, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Okay? So joy, calm, peace, okay? all come with living uh, in thanksgiving. Because right? I stay in the present and, co and connected to God with what's happening right now, and that brings joy. So on December 5th, I think it is, we'll really dig into that. How do, how do I get more joy in my life? Okay. And so, but God knew <clears throat> that we would be susceptible to these kind of patterns of negative thinking. Okay. He knew that. He created us and he watched us fall, okay. and, and including thanklessness. Right? Because you know, Adam and Eve immediately proved <clears throat> that humans become dissatisfied with their circumstances quickly. Right? Uh, they too, we too, you know, too readily. Uh, listen to Satan's lies, okay? uh, doubting God's provision for us. Okay? I mean, that's, that's not being content. That's not being satisfied or thankful. Okay? And this, this knowledge, so-called knowledge that Adam and Eve got um, was a, a, a belief in a lie that God was withholding good from them. Okay? So it created discontentment and a lack of gratitude. And they became unhappy in their circumstances. They became unhappy with themselves. They were unhappy with God. And it separated them from God. Gratitude does the opposite of all of that. But um, it, it's, it's obvious that God knew this was a problem because he, he built it into the life of Israel to be thankful. Okay, so let me... Um, let me, uh, let's take a look at some of that. And, and maybe we call this spiritual disciplines, okay? And so we start with, um, in, in Leviticus chapter 7, okay? 
uh, it, it, it describes the, the peace offerings. And some of those peace offerings, uh, one version of that peace offering was a thank offering. Okay? So built into the Jewish calendar and, and the sacrificial system was a, a thank offering, being thankful. Okay? Uh, and, and so Leviticus 7 says, with the sacrifice of his peace offerings for thanksgiving, he shall bring his offering with loaves of leavened bread, and from it he shall offer one loaf from each offering as a gift to the Lord. Right? This word offering in, uh, in the Old Testament, it means to bring near. Okay? So it literally means uh, that which one brings near to God. Okay? An offering is brought near is brought near to God, right? And, and the Hebrew word for thanks means acknowledgement, okay? I acknowledge something. I say thank you. I've acknowledged something. I've acknowledged that you've done something good for me, okay? So bringing near to God <coughs> this acknowledgement, okay? This acknowledgement that you have um, done, you've given me grace, you've given me favor, some kind of favor. So bring near to your gift to me, <clears throat> which acknowledges the favor that I've bestowed upon you. Right? Essentially is what, what this is about, what being thankful is to God. Um, some more verses. Offer to God a sacrifice of thanksgiving. The one who offers thanksgiving as a sacrifice glorifies me. Okay? So, so in the Old Testament, and we'll see in the New Testament, thanksgiving to God, when I bring thanks to God, it's um, described as a sacrifice, okay? Even if it's not in the context of the, the, uh, the peace offering, right? <clears throat> it's, it's, a, um, it's a sacrifice of thanks to God, okay? uh, But I, with the voice of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you. And, and so, you know, as we, <clears throat> as we thank God, we, we acknowledge him for who he is and, and what he's done, um, you know, and let them offer sacrifices of thanksgiving and tell of his deeds in songs of joy. Okay? So naturally, we focus the thanksgiving often on, on what he's done, what he's done for us. Proclaiming thanksgiving aloud and telling all your wondrous deeds. Okay? The Psalms are, are full of these thoughts. First um, Chronicles 16, 34 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Okay? Something to be thankful to God about. Okay? That his steadfast love endures forever. So there are lots of things that we can think of. Okay? There's not a, a lack of things that we could think of right now in the present of what we could be thankful to God for. Right? And so when Paul says, do not be anxious, but with prayers and supplications, with thanksgiving... Make your request known unto God. Talk to God about what you're thankful for. There isn't, uh, isn't a lack of that. Okay. And in fact, that phrase, <clears throat> um, his steadfast love endures forever, appears 44 times in the Old Testament, okay. mostly in the Psalms. Okay. And that is a good thought, right? His steadfast love endures forever. His steadfast love endures forever. If I, if I could just keep that thought or a similar thought in my mind daily and take that attitude, that would, that would, would change. Many of my days would be changed. 
right? I would be thankful for that. Whatever's happening right now or today, I would be thankful for that. Right? I'd be in the moment thanking God for that. I thank you that you've answered me and have become my salvation. Psalm 119. Okay? That trumps anything that's going on today. Anything else that's going on today with me. Right? He's become my salvation. Okay? And that, you can see how that thanksgiving becomes worship, quickly becomes worship. Right? Okay. And uh, so we're talking right now about how God built into the life of Israel being thankful because he knew we would struggle with this. Okay? So we mentioned the sacrificial system, um, but also um, David, uh, a number of the good kings, built thankfulness into uh, the life of Israel. So uh, in, in 1 Chronicles 16 again, earlier in the chapter, David appointed some of the Levites as ministers before the Ark of the Lord to invoke, to thank, and to praise the Lord, the God of Israel. Okay? So he set up a bunch of people, and that's what they did. That was their job, and to share that with Israel. Then on that day, David first appointed that thanksgiving be sung to the Lord by Asaph and his brothers. And later on, if we keep reading, Hezekiah and Nehemiah did the same thing. They, would, they employed choirs to just give thanks all day long in the hearing of Israel just to remind, stay in the present, be thankful, whatever the circumstances are. And Daniel, uh, I think this good example of personal devotion, uh, devotion when, when Daniel knew that the document had been signed, okay, this was going to be bad, he went to his house where he had windows in his upper chamber open toward Jerusalem. He got down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before God as he had done previously. So it was, it was Daniel's habit to pray three times a day. Okay, we knew that. That's what's getting him in trouble right here. But he included in that Thanksgiving. Three times a day, it was part of his life, he would get down on his knees and give thanks to God. In the New Testament, let's look at some verses. In Hebrews 12, Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And thus, let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe. Being grateful, being thankful, and leading us into worship and awe for this kingdom that cannot be shaken, no matter how shaky my day is today, this kingdom cannot be shaken. And let me remember that and be thankful for that. That will change how I'm thinking, and it'll change how I'm feeling about what's going on right now. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. We give thanks to you, Lord God Almighty, who is and who was, for you have taken your great power and begun to reign. Okay? So you can see this is part of the routine of a Christian's life, okay? a healthy acting out your faith. So let me, let me just digress for a moment from that. And um, uh, the word thanks in Greek is a familiar word to you, right? Eucharistia. Okay, Eucharist. We use the word Eucharist. Eucharistia, right? And it's, has, um, it's, it has two parts, right? You, meaning good, okay? 
like eulogy, good words. You, good or well. And charis, okay, we know that word, charismatic, and meaning gifts or grace, okay? Goodwill, loving kindness. So, so that, that word, the word for thanks is this good favor, okay? Acknowledging good favor, okay? That's what the word thanks means. So we, we saw that looking at the Old Testament as well, right? And so Jesus used this word in Matthew 26. Jesus took a cup, and when he had given thanks, Eucharistia, he gave it to them, saying, drink of it, all of you. Right? So that's where the word Eucharist comes from. Jesus used it. It means thanks. When he had given thanks, okay, when he had acknowledged good favor to himself for this meal, the Eucharist, right? And that is the very substance of of how we worship at the Lord's Supper, as we give, it's, it's what Jesus did. It's the Eucharist. We, we don't use that word that much, but, but that's the word Jesus used when he said, give thanks in that setting. Right? And so I think all of these examples, the Old Testament, the New Testament, what Jesus did um, in initiating the Lord's Supper, it <clears throat> teaches us that we need to build gratitude in our lives as a, as a habit. Okay, Paul in Philippians 4, okay, you almost don't, you do still need to come on October 31st, but Paul at the end of that section in Philippians 4 says, and these things you've learned from me, practice them, right? Don't be anxious, be thankful. Think on those things that are true. It'll guard your peace of God, will guard your hearts, but you're going to have to practice this because this isn't natural. Being thankful isn't natural. You have to practice practice this. So it was built into God's government, okay, because he knew he would struggle with this. Okay. So let me <clears throat> conclude. How happy we are <clears throat> is determined by like 50%, okay, of who we are, okay, 10%. Okay, of circumstances. That's what Swindoll said too. Must be true. And, uh, and then 40% of what we do, right? This is what makes up how happy we are. Who we are, kind of our disposition, how we respond to circumstances, okay? And what those circumstances are in our lives. We can't control those circumstances in our lives uh, always, okay? But we can control how we respond to them and we can change who we are. We can do that, okay? God can do that. He's done that, okay? So that's what our happiness is determined by, those things. Um, and so we have a kind of a set point, okay? So, some people are just bubbling all over. I don't know how they do it. They just bubble all over, okay? And other people are just, uh, you know, a little below average in terms of, you know, there's a word for it, dysthemic. They're just a little little depressed all the time. Um, so there's a set point that we're all at, okay? But we can change that, okay? We can change that um, through the discipline of learning to be a grateful person, a thankful person, okay? So let me, let's take a look at, at some of those disciplines, okay? <clears throat> let me catch up here with these guys. So first... Speak to God thankfully. 
O Lord, my God, I will give you thanks forever. Okay? I think that that's true. I think that's one reason why we're going to be so happy in heaven, is that we're going to be occupying ourselves with giving thanks to God. It'll be so, more ev- so much more evident than it is now, and uh, as evident as it is, okay? and we'll be, feel, we'll be freer to do that. Um, thank God publicly. Okay? Praise the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart in the company of the upright in the congregation. Right? We come here and we sing and we uh, um, share the emblems together at the breaking of bread and we give thanks either out loud or but in the, in the, um, in the congregation, okay? encouraging one another. Okay? Thank God publicly. Pray with thanksgiving. Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. <clears throat> Someone recently at Cedar Croft pointed out that prayer and watchfulness, prayer and watchfulness, how closely related they are. Okay? Watching with prayer with thanksgiving. Okay? I mean, when we watch, we're waiting for something. We could be anxious. Okay? We often watch and wait anxiously. Or we can watch and wait anxiously, uh, watch and wait uh, anticipating what God will do and, and with thanksgiving in all circumstances. And this is the will of God for us in our lives is to be thankful, to watch with thanksgiving. Okay, love ungrateful people, but love your enemies and do good and lend expecting nothing in return and your reward will be great and you will be sons of the Most High, you'll be like God, for he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. Okay, so everything we said about ungratefulness um, and I, you know, I, I don't have, you know, I remember easily like love your enemies, okay, do good to them, okay, but uh, and in that way, be like God. But, but God is also kind to the ungrateful. And it's easy to be irritated with someone who's complaining, but God is kind, and uh, maybe we can help them uh, by our example of living with thanksgiving. Right? Um, I, I don't think that's easy, and that's why there's a reward attached to it. Substitute words of thanksgiving for less worthy thoughts and words. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. Okay? If I have trouble, if I have trouble <coughs> being automatically negative and complaining, I could, I guess, just try to stop that, and I'll sit there quietly and struggle with that or substitute it with thoughts of thanksgiving, with words of thanksgiving. Instead, let there be thanksgiving. Okay. Try to be, try to um, offer a truthful, positive way of looking at things that trusts God and is in the moment thankful to him in all circumstances okay. as an alternative to this other stuff. And spread thanksgiving, for it is all for your sake, so that as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. And, and when, we, when we're thankful, 
it, it glorifies God. Because we're thankful to him for all, all that he's done for us and, and all that he is. So those, those would be, there may be other ideas, but those would be some disciplines that we can develop in ourselves to be more thankful people, to be more grateful, to, as a result of that, glorify God. Uh, it will be more fun than being a complaining person. Other people will respond more positively to that. And, um, and we can spread thanksgiving, right? It's, it's so much nicer to be around somebody who is thankful and and positive in that sense and it keeps us in the present which is the only moment we've got to live anyway right and uh, and Jesus said that in Matthew 6 when he said do not worry he said today okay today's got enough trouble but we can deal with today we can deal with today's trouble and and one way of dealing with it is to um, think what is true and what we have that is true is worth being grateful over, right? We've got that, no matter what else is happening. So honors God, blesses others, and spreads it contagiously around. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, um, your word is wonderful. It is, uh, it's got so much value to us. Just ask, ask Lord, help us to also have the discipline of, of being in your word every day, uh, a moment to be open and receive in messages from you. But Lord, you know, as we consider this, this very important aspect of the Christian life, uh, something that Paul seems to describe as an imperative for us, that it's the will of you, Lord Jesus, that we be thankful people. Help us to be more thankful, more grateful, uh, just be mindful of you in, in this moment, um, which would uh, always, if we're thinking well about it, always uh, lead to just honoring you, Lord, and worshiping you. Help, help us to do that and build those habits um, and that it would come easily for us and glorify you in that. Amen.